Hello, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are looking at the story of John's inquiry of Jesus. This is found in Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 through 6, and also in Luke chapter 7, verses 18 through 23. Follow along with us today as we read from Luke chapter 7, beginning in verse 18. The disciples of John reported all these things to him. And John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to the Lord, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And when the men had come to him, that is to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? In that hour he healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits, and on many whom were blind he bestowed sight, and he answered them, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up. The poor have good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. So in this story, we begin with this question, are you the one who we're looking for? But they go to Jesus because John had heard of what Jesus had been doing. What what was Jesus doing? He uh, just goes raised this. the first dead, uh, the son of that widow in uh, uh, Nain. Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone was talking about him. Jesus Christ was preaching the gospel, was casting out demons, was raising the dead, uh, healing the sick. And John the Baptist was in prison alone. Mm -hmm. And he tried to connect his own condition, situation, with that uh, from outside. How come that everyone is being healed and raised and from the dead? And I am here alone. Mm -hmm. Is he the Messiah that I came to pave the way, to prepare the way? Yeah. Or should I wait for someone else? These are the words coming out of discouragement and maybe a kind of despair. Yeah. His face was dwindling a little bit. This is what happens when we are alone in isolation. Yeah, exactly. And and Jesus is here to strengthen his faith. And mm -hmm. we need to remember that he's still called the greatest prophet, um, even though he's going through this, this time where he needs this encouragement from Jesus. Jumping into the questions, what does this tell us about God? Well, uh, I really like the way Jesus Christ responded. He didn't use that many words. He took the two trusted disciples of John the Baptist and said, just watch me what I'm doing. Based on this expression, in that hour, it seems that Jesus Christ made some extra miracles for these two disciples of John. Mm -hmm. And Jesus combined uh, different aspects of his ministry and put them all together in that hour 
And after that, uh, he told the disciples, go and tell. Mm -hmm. The same words Jesus Christ told the demoniac in um, Gadara, who really wanted to come with Jesus Christ in the boat. And he said, now go and tell. Go home and tell your friends and your family how God had mercy on you. Go and tell. Jesus Christ trained these two disciples of John to become witnesses and to become agents of encouragement mm -hmm. to strengthen the faith of John the Baptist. John goes through a situation that is normal for us human beings. We need a context to thrive, to grow, to be able to manifest our faith. Yeah. And I like Jesus' approach. And that is amazing. It is not many words, but lots of action. Always actions speak louder than words. I wonder if John was wanting Jesus to come and free him from prison. And, you know, that was the the goal in sending the disciples to see if Jesus would come and perform this miracle. And I see a God who the Bible says, my ways are not your ways. Mm -hmm. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My actions are not your actions. You know, you can go down that, that God is works on a different level. He knows the end from the beginning. There, there is a greater plan and a, a greater good and sometimes suffering, um, sometimes being in jail, sometimes uh, hard things in life is part of God's plan for whatever reason, whether we will ever know it or not. You know, Jesus didn't go and set John free, but Jesus sent enough evidence so that John's faith could be strengthened. Very beautiful. It is like that promise in Psalm 23 that uh, when you go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will be with you. Mm -hmm. Through these miracles and through the messengers, Jesus Christ was with John. Yeah. Send a message saying, look, I'm the one that you prepared the way for. I am doing this. I'm sorry. I'm not called to do this with you, but I am the one. And that was enough for John the Baptist. Yeah. It was enough to face death and execution. And um, it was enough to remain the greatest prophets born under the sun. Yeah. So what is this passage telling us today? What are we going to do about it? How can we share it? One thing that stood out was uh, that uh, little crisis of identity mm -hmm. in the life of John the Baptist. Remember, right from the beginning, people came to him and said, uh, are you Messiah? Uh, no. Uh, are you the prophet, which was promised by Moses, a prophet like me? He said, no. Mm -hmm. Are you Elijah? He said, no. But Jesus Christ said, if you really want to know, he is Elijah. Mm -hmm. John the Baptist was able to draw his identity from a prophecy in the book of Isaiah, but he was not able to connect with the last prophecy from the Old Testament, uh, Malachi, the last chapter, mm -hmm. when uh, the Lord promises Elijah or someone to come into power and the strengths of Elijah. So the same 
dwindling identity uh, goes towards the end of his life. And Jesus Christ, representing God the Father, has patience with him. Never say one negative word. Being always there to, str to strengthen him. And I really like this. Yeah. This is how I see God working in our lives today. Strengthening what is good, building our faith, not judging us based on our weakness. As a great book about the life of Jesus Christ says, Jesus never censured human weakness. Yeah. For me, for my answer, I'm actually going to the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, because the very end of this passage, there's this verse that Jesus adds in, or that Matthew adds, and it's Jesus saying, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Mm -hmm. um, and that's I, how God is speaking to me today. And, and this question of offended, uh, the, the Greek word uh, could also be translated as cause to stumble. And blessed is the one who is not, does not stumble or... or um, doesn't see me a stumbling block. I, I like what you said. Can't put it in a better word. Doesn't see Jesus as a stumbling block. Um, not offended, not shocked or pained. You know, sometimes in our lives, it, it's easy to be a Christian when we're surrounded by Christians. Mm. Um, when it's the popular thing to do. We live in a country where Christianity, while it might not be the majority anymore, it still is very accepted to be a Christian. There are places in the world where you your life is in danger if you proclaim you're a Christian. Yet here in America where we live very comfortably, it's easy sometimes to not necessarily stand for Jesus, to hide that we're a Christian. Not necessarily hide, but just not mention that we're a Christian. Not proud. Not, not proud, exactly. Because uh, we, we don't want to offend those around us. Um, and, and so we miss out on the blessings that God has for us. I remember one of my persons I reported to, he was uh, born in Africa, but working here in Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. and took his teenage kids, the whole family went to Europe, and uh, in that secular Europe, in a restaurant, he said, let's pray. And the kid's dad, nobody does it here. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes, says, uh, you know, as long as I pay, pay the bill, I will, I will say the prayer. <laughs> and the kids laughed, and he said the prayer that is ex supported exactly what you said. Yeah. Sometimes we are not comfortable to manifest our faith and we miss blessings yeah. because of that. And we miss being a blessing to others. Um, you know, and, and I, th I think that's where I get the, those who are blessed are not offended. Mm -hmm. Who, you know, if we are sitting in a restaurant and we feel offended, like if, if I pray, I'm going to offend someone else um, or we're, we're not comfortable doing this mm -hmm. we're missing out on the blessing and uh, as an extension of what you said i'm looking at jesus approach uh, in this story john was worried about himself mm -hmm. and jesus through the miracles he performed and the message reinforced uh, through john's disciple try to distract John's attention from himself and to focusing t towards others. Mm -hmm. The same way John the Baptist preached by the river and baptized people and told them exactly what to do, how to make it right, how to do restitution after repentance. Uh, 
in the same way uh, Jesus refocused his direction towards people to see how we can become a blessing for other people. Yeah. And it seems that that was a very strong encouragement. It's, it, was, it was an amazing approach. Yeah. And also, I like to emphasize um, when, as human beings, we go through different uh, feelings and moods, and when we are afraid or we experience discouragement and despair, the Lord is right there. Mm-hmm. He always is doing something not only to draw our attention but to refocus our attention towards others because when we give we are more blessed than when we receive yeah as a powerful thought let's pray father may we be willing to give more than our desire is to receive may we not be offended by you May we be willing to stand for you even in places where others aren't willing. May we hold on to our faith in times where our faith is challenged, when we're in that valley of the shadow of death. May we know that you're with us. Father, I pray that you will pour blessings out on us that will affect those around us too and strengthen their faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.